Galatians chapter 1, New International Version. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preached to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I am so thankful that we can come to you today and speak to you and ask about your words that you have sustained over so long and you have spoken the truth so long ago and that truth is still true today. No one can change the truth. God, thank you for allowing me and putting in my heart the desire to even read your words, let alone wanting to understand them and, and have a deeper understanding and connection with them so that I can know you better. God, that is, that is your work. That is not me. That is not us. That is not anyone. I know it's you. And God, I ask that you speak to me and, and my brothers and sisters your children. Amen. My brothers and sisters, as I was reading Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, a little while ago, God was speaking to me and, and my heart was just being poured into joy and out of love and into love and all pure joy. And it was amazing. And I want to try to to go through what I was reading and, and how God was speaking to me. Um, so verse 6, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. So as I go through the Bible and, and read verses and words and things, I, I highlight uh, with different colors, blue or red or green or yellow, um, not that anyone is more important than the others, you know, red is not more important than blue, but I think red stands out a little bit more, blue is more details, um, green is something that, um, I don't truly understand, and yellow is something that I really don't understand, and it, it's more or less something that I really need to pray about, and again, I'm not saying blue and red, I, I understand completely, um, maybe 1%, I don't know, so, uh, verse 6 you are so quickly deserting so that's one phrase but I broke it up into two little parts or God did for me you are so quickly as opposed to slow you are deserting well what does deserting mean nope not desert like cake and, and brownies and that kind of stuff, sweets, we're talking about dessert, 
as in abandon, leave, give up, push away, break up with, neglect. And the best word that is also in the Bible many places is forsake. Forsake. You are so quickly abandoning. You are giving up. You are leaving. You are neglecting. You are renouncing. You are forsaking. And it happens so quickly. Right? Maybe a Christian that you know or maybe a Christian that I know. I'm thinking of one right now. A great Christian does mission work, goes to Bible class, discipleship groups, speaks on how much he or she loves the Lord with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength. But yet, in a very short amount of time, that person can fade away. They don't go to church once or twice. Maybe they're not feeling like going to church. Maybe reading the Bible starts to get kind of boring and routine and old and and maybe they're just not getting something out of it like they used to. And I think maybe because they're not going to God, right? I like to pray before I read the Bible or make these recordings because I want it to be God's power, God's wisdom, God's understanding, God's love being poured out through me. Not by me, with me, but 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 through me. And I want him to speak to me. And that is something that I do not want to abandon. I don't want to abandon going to church because I would be empty. I don't want to abandon or leave or give up on my faith because it's still there. I just turn and walk away. You know, I when I became a Christian, I said, God, do with me whatever pleases you. Do with me whatever pleases you. I've never read a word in the Bible in my life. But God put it in my heart that that is what I should do. That is what he wants me to do. So that is what I want to do. Not have to do. I don't have to record this. I don't have to read the Bible. But in a way, it's like air. I need it. So therefore, I want to be able to breathe. I want to be able to inhale and exhale. It's something I need. But similarly, you are so quickly deserting. It happens quickly. If you're eating something and you start choking, you stop breathing. It happens very, very quickly. So I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ. God has called us. He's called on us to live in the grace of Christ. God called us and he called us to live in the grace of Christ. He didn't call us to live a worldly life. He didn't call on us to worry. He didn't call on us to 
go out into the world and build piles of money. He didn't call on us to do things that are wicked. He called us to live in a very specific, certain way, in the way of Christ. And that's what these people who Paul are writing to in Galatians, he's saying that you're, you're, you're deserting God, deserting the one who called you, abandoning God, giving up on God. Lord, please let us not be like those people. I mean, I can't even imagine how I would feel the day that I do abandon God. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but I'm sure we've all been there where there's someone in our lives that we love or a friend or something who has deserted God. And you see it. Jesus says you will know them by their fruit. Know who? The ones who follow him. We will know them by their fruit. And when that fruit is gone... That that fruit is dried up. That's deserting God. So these people are deserting God. And they're also turning to a different gospel. But what gospel is Paul talking about? Is it a different book? Is it a different religious text? Possibly. But really... When I'm reading this, God is telling me, I am creating the gospel that I want for myself, for my life. I'm making God into something I want him to be. I'm making God into the God who loves me and and does things for me because that's what I want as opposed to thy will be done thy kingdom come my uncle said one time it's not thy will it's my will so i'm turning to a different gospel and verse 7 says which is really no gospel at all which is like saying if you change any letter or word or phrase or sentence or chapter or book of the gospel if you change it to fit your own needs your own desires your own selfishness then you're actually changing the gospel then the gospel is is no longer the gospel it's no longer at least the gospel of christ maybe you can call it your gospel the gospel that you enjoy the gospel that you want Sometimes we don't get what we want. But if you're following Christ and want God's will to be done in your life, then no matter what happens, we should be pleased. And we certainly are pleased because it's God's will. And that's what's important. Not thy will. My will. Hmm. So later on in verse 7, evidently, Meaning, it seems like, evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. 
these verses remind me of some verses earlier in the book of Acts in chapter 20. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. And this is what he warns them about. Basically, he's saying, this is what is going to happen. Verse 28, chapter 20. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds, protectors, of the church of God, which he brought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, meaning the church that you go to right now, members of that church that you know by name, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Wow. Paul is telling us that people are going to come in and distort the truth, distort the gospel. So let's go back to Galatians 1, verse 7. Some people are throwing you into confusion. Well, if we're not thinking about the Bible, if we're not asking God about the Bible, if we're not asking God to share His Spirit and His words and His understanding with us, then we are going to be in confusion. If we don't think about things, we're in confusion. If somebody asks you a question and you say, gee, I, I, I don't know. Well, because you're confused, because you don't know, because you don't think. I speak for myself first. I meet my pastor at church once a week. He asks me questions and sometimes I say, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But I certainly think about it during the week. And I'm, I'm so happy and thank God that I'm able to think about him all the time, every moment of my life. So some people are throwing you into confusion. Have you ever been confused by the way people act at your church or in your family or your neighbors? And you think, well, I that person would say, yeah, they're a Christian, but they're not really acting like a Christian. They're not loving others like a Christian. Driving down the street, some guy cut me off and he had a I Love Jesus bumper sticker. Well, he loves Jesus so much that he got a bumper sticker. But he doesn't love Jesus enough to, to not cut me off or say something rude. Or someone who I go to the supermarket and is wearing a cross on their neck. And there's a problem with one of my grocery receipts and 
I try to explain my problem and the person just is so impatient with me and and says that I'm wrong and all these things and in a very bad attitude type of way. That's very confusing if you're not a Christian to see someone who professes to be a Christian but doesn't act as if what they believe is true. And there's some people also, again, in verse 7, throwing you into convert confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. Pervert the gospel of Christ. What does that mean? To pervert something is to distort or corrupt or twist. I like twist to put there. Some people are trying to twist the gospel. And why would they do that? Why would they twist the gospel? Well, because it makes them comfortable. I I like the God who's kind and and merciful and loving all the time. I don't like the God who, who, who does stuff like gets angry at me or disciplines me or makes me go through trials. Why do I have to go through trials? I thought Jesus died on the cross. I thought that was his trial. Why do I need to go through trials? They're twisting the gospel. They're misusing the gospel. And therefore, they might be misinterpreting the gospel to fit their own lifestyle. And therefore, they falsify the gospel. They change it so that it is not true, which is the first sentence of verse 7, which is really no gospel at all. It's either the gospel or it's not the gospel. It's either the truth or it's false. It's either dark or it's light. It's either hatred and evil or love and compassion. So, I read these verses, these two verses, and I think to myself, which gospel am I living with? Which gospel do I follow? Which God do I follow? Which son of God do I believe in? How much do I complain about things? How much do I really wonder about what God's will is for my life? Does that even matter at all? I want to pray now. I've only gone through two verses, but I'm, I'm so much just thinking about am I living as am I living in the grace of Christ? Have I ever turned to a different way of reading the gospel? Am I living as the true gospel says I should live? Or am I changing it because of my own weaknesses? Oh, I'm not ready. Or I just don't want to. Or when I became a Christian and says, yep, I'm a Christian now. 
That's all I have to do. I believe in Christ. Or am I really, re really living as if I believe and know that that is true? Do people throw me into confusion? Yeah. Some people I talk with who are professing Christians say things and I don't understand what they're saying because it doesn't really sound like the gospel that I read. It doesn't sound like what Christ, what God, what the Holy Spirit has taught me in the few years I've been a Christian. I don't want to desert God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I love you. And we love you so much. We are your children because that is what you have called us. And you have called us to live in the grace of your Son who died on the cross and bled for us and his blood cleansed us. God, let us never even think about abandoning you. God, you know the trials and troubles and tribulations and tests that we go through every single day. You know what we go through. And we know that you are there with us, right in front of us, because we follow you. God, I don't want to live a life where I do what I want to do and know that you're behind me. Because if you're behind me, then I'm, I'm leading and I can't lead. I want to follow you. I want to be like Peter and Andrew when Christ said, come follow me. And it seems like they stopped what they were doing and they followed you. Their worries and their cares in this world ended and they followed you. That is the most important thing that I've learned. That following you is the most important thing. God, when I read these words, I know that you're speaking through me. And I ask that you open the hearts of those who hear me. And let them not be confused by what I have to say. I'm not perfect, but you are. So I ask that you allow them, let them put the desire in their hearts to go to the Bible, to read what I've read, or read any part of the Bible. And when they do, let them pray and ask you, for your understanding and wisdom. I don't want to pervert the gospel. And if I've if if I've hurt anyone, please let them forgive me. And I ask you to forgive me. Keep reading your Bibles, brothers and sisters, and pray about the word of God that is in your hearts daily. Talk with God. Share with Him the things that you have learned from Him. Amen.
Praise Jesus is not just the name of this podcast. I intend to speak of my love and trust in our Lord and Savior to teach, learn, glorify, and praise Jesus.